the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, congratulations. You made it to the end of another week. You survived it. Boy, do we have a lot to get to today. I'm very happy to be with you on a Friday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. 94.5 in Dayton. Hello. 98.9 in Columbus. Hello to all the listeners. We'll talk about the Ohio State House. about will abortion rights be on the ballot? Yes. It's possible that uh, you can vote your thumbs up on dismembering children in a mother's womb this fall in Ohio. That's what the overturn of Roe versus Wade allowed states to do was determine in 50 states whether your state understands that life begins at conception and that abortion is murder, that abortion is barbaric, that abortion is demonic. Child sacrifice down through the ages has always been looked upon as evil. It is evil. It should be viewed as evil. It should be stopped, and Ohio will have a chance, it appears, this fall to do that at the ballot box. And we should have an advantage, those of us who are pro-life, because we have a Republican governor. We have a supermajority of Republicans in the House and Senate. So the question is, why would people who enjoy dismembering children in the room, in the womb, Why would they be so confident to go on the ballot this fall? And the reason why they are confident is because, though they are vastly outnumbered in state offices of power at the Supreme Court level, they know that the people who should be leading on this are afraid to lead on it, afraid to come out and take a stand. And they're not um, afraid only on the issue of abortion. They're afraid on anything that might draw them one word of criticism. Of course, the uh, chief coward is our governor, Mike DeWine. Mike DeWine's political success is inarguable. He has been a U.S. senator. He has been uh, Ohio governor. He has served virtually, he's been attorney general. I mean, he's done everything. And the sad truth of it is he's managed to do that because... He really stands for nothing. I mean, he really stands for nothing. Sure, he's pro-life, kind of, sort of. Do you see him out there every day railing against the Hamilton County Common Pleas Court judge? One singular person blocking Ohio law legally enacted, according to the state's constitution, that bans abortions after a baby's heartbeat is detected. Do you see Mike DeWine? Do you see him... Not only do you see him out there every day, do you see him out there every week? Do you see him out there every month? Do you see him out there at all? Has he ever come out and derided that ruling by Hamilton County Common Pleas Court? Has he put any pressure at all 
on our legislature? No. Has he done it on school choice? No. Oh, wait, Bruce. Wait, wait, wait. His state budget unveiled a dramatic expansion of school choice. Yeah, that was a lie. Because Mike DeWine's doing with school choice in Ohio what he does with everything. Let's see. There's this group over here that's braying about school choice is evil. It'll undermine our public schools. It's terrible. Those are the teachers union brats. And then there's this group over on the other side going, hey, I'm a parent. I'd like to have the option to send my kid to a private school with a little bit of the state money that I'm paying the state that you're giving to public schools that I don't support. I'd like to get some of that money back. Not not all of that money back, but I'd like to get some of that money back in what's called the backpack bill. And Mike DeWine's looking at this. He's like, well, those, those teachers are over there. They're really angry. And he's looking over here. He's going, wow, those conservatives, those are the people who put me in office. I, I probably should do what they want me to do, but if I do, you know, these people over here are really going to hate me. So what can I do that will give these people over here from the teachers union a little bit of something they can hang on to, and these people over here on the right a little bit of something that they can hang on to so that both of them are still dissatisfied, but neither group is dissatisfied enough to come and pick it at my house or, heaven forbid, hold me accountable at the ballot box. That's what Mike DeWine has done his entire legislative career. Do just enough to be invisible. Just enough to be invisible. And I got to tell you, I have sometimes uh, been frustrated that Hugh Hewitt, the host of the Hugh Hewitt Show in the morning here on the Salem Media Network, that Hugh is not as conservative on some issues as I would like him to be. But today... (laughs) Uh, perhaps emboldened by, I don't know, Joe Thomas's election to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, perhaps uh, upset by Ohio State's, I lost track, 10th, it is, loss in 11 games in college basketball last night to Northwestern. And let me tell you, people, there there are three levels of bad in basketball. There's losing... 10 of 11, there's um, not getting to the NCAA tournament or even the NIT tournament. And then there's losing at home to Northwestern bad. Something only two Ohio State teams over the past 48 years have done last night was one of them. Maybe that's got Hugh upset. But whatever was going on in Hugh's mind today, he was not going to give and did not give Mike DeWine any quarter. There was just minimal small talk at the start of their interview and then... Hugh jumped on the governor with both feet. Governor, I asked you on yesterday because I read your budget message, and I'm going to be candid with you. I'm disappointed. Uh, Arizona, Iowa, Utah have gone to universal school choice. You proposed expanding school choice in Ohio, but not the backpack funding where every student could make their own free choice of where to go to school. Why stop the momentum? This is a pretty uh, expansive plan that we put forward, Hugh. Uh, we've taken a, a family of four earning uh, up to $120,000 a year is now going to be eligible. So it's a big expansion. Uh, we continue to expand it. Uh, frankly, we've got to make sure that um, the uh, the supply and demand uh, are, are somewhat in, aligned, uh, and we've got actually choices for these families to make. So we're uh, you know, getting criticized by uh, some people who don't like school choice. We like school choice. We think it's a, a very, very positive thing. Yes, it is a very, very positive thing. So if it's a very, very positive thing, why limit it? 
Why limit it? Why take care of only people at the lower end of the income spectrum? Why? People at the upper end of the income spectrum, you don't care about their kids? People in the middle of the income spectrum, you don't care about their kids? Uh, Hugh was not having it. I thought, well, that'll be the last question on school choice. Oh, contraire, Pierre. Now, Governor, don't get me wrong. It's better than most, but it's not as good as some. And I want Ohio to lead. But we got momentum on freedom, meaning that parents are going to be able to send their kids wherever they want, including public schools. And it's building in Iowa, Arizona. It's going to pass in Utah this week. It's going to happen in other states. And everyone was looking to Ohio as being the first sort of major uh, industrial center, one that needs to attract uh, parents to go work at Intel factories that you're opening up outside of Columbus. I don't think it's enough because you're still picking winners and losers. You're helping the poorest kids, and that's good. And you're helping the most excellent kids, and that's good. But what about the parents who just want to get their student out of a middle, a mediocre public school that's got ideology in it? You're not letting them out. Hugh, we got to balance our budget, too. And oh. we're, not, uh, we're not the federal government. We can't run deficit spending. Uh, and so, you know, we're taking this. We're moving it up. It's a dramatic, it's a dramatic move. Uh, you know, $120,000, everybody below that, every family below that, family of four, is, is eligible for this, for this money. Uh, yes, that is true as well. But what the governor does not say, and thankfully what Hugh did not let him get away with, is that he's also, out of another pocket, going to give $5,000 to anybody who wants to go to college at a state university in Ohio. Why don't you just take all that money that you would give, that $5,000, which doesn't make much difference when tuition is what? $35,000, a year. A $5,000 scholarship means nothing in terms of the impact that it will have for one individual student, only to those at the very high end of the graduating class, by the way, top 5% in their graduating class. Take that money and give it to more kids for school choice. And as for the governor's protestation that we can't afford it, which I like. I like a politician worrying about spending money. Um. Uh, did the Ohio Office of Budget and Management just transfer $727 million into the Ohio Budget Stabilization Fund, bringing the cash balance, the cash balance, to nearly $3.5 billion? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. The money is there. The money is there. The interest on the money is there. Okay? So the governor is not being honest. Now, speaking of not being honest, uh, John Fetterman. We are hearing more details on the Pennsylvania senator's hospitalization, including the New York Times now writing. The New York Times writing that John Fetterman has, quote, serious mental health challenges. What? If you said that before the election, you were ableist. What utter nonsense. All right. In the realm of school choice, we have elections every year and we have school board elections every year and i want to bring lisa chafee on a parents rights and education next to talk about a forum she's having for school board candidates because we got to get more school board candidates in if the governor's not going to fix education we'll fix it from the ground up if you listen to the bruce hooley show very long you know that i would say the primary reason for doing the show is to call attention to what's going on out there in our culture 
in particular as it relates to kids and protecting kids, and they have to be protected in all areas of the culture, particularly in schools, because too often they're not being educated, they're being indoctrinated. And a part of that protection is getting good school board candidates. So I wanted to bring on Lisa Chafee of Parents' Rights in Education because we have uh, advocated for certain candidates over the past couple of years here, been successful with some, and we want to do everything we can to prepare them, and that's what Parents' Rights in Education is all about. That's Lisa's organization. And Lisa, you have an event coming up a week from Saturday where you're trying to get people starting to think about running for school board and preparing them and taking them through the process and how they can be successful with their campaigns. Tell us about it. Yes, this is actually, um, I'm on Franklin County Central Committee as well, and uh, we are part of the Education Committee putting this event on. And it's just an informational session to give potential candidates a general idea of the steps they need to take, such as how to pull a petition, when when's the petition due, um, and just general fundamental things like that. But we're also going to be having a Q&A session with current school board members and people like myself who ran but didn't win so we can answer any of their questions and concerns. Because it is a daunting, scary task, especially given what we've seen in national media the last couple of years with how school board races have turned just insane. Yeah, but you can, I think, draw encouragement from, I certainly do, the success of conservative candidates. I mean, we had uh, success in a lot of districts around here. We've taken back some school boards, and I do sense that there is a movement out there among parents, not just for school choice, not just for becoming aware of what's going on in school, but for some who want to go next level and actually get in and be policymakers and be on the front lines from the school board seats that exist. And I just kind of wonder how you assess the, if you will, remaking of school boards, not just here in central Ohio and in Ohio, but around the country. I think the the trend is up for parents who want to get back involved and want to take back control of their kids' education, don't you think? Very much so. I mean, look what happened in San Francisco when uh, the three school board members were recalled because of their behavior. Um Parents, like you said, are extremely tired of this attitude that we don't have a say in what happens in those school walls, and we're we're standing up, and many people can do and ha- are doing wonderful things within school boards. It, it, we have a long way to go, but the tide is switching, and, um, and that's what's going to make this such an exciting race to watch because we know all over the country – the teachers' unions are mobilizing and are going to be putting a lot of money into these races to t- maintain control of the school boards if they still have it. Yeah, no doubt about that. Lisa Chafee is our guest. She's with Parents' Rights in Education. She's also the executive vice president of the Ohio Republican Council of Clubs and president of the Hilliard Area Republican Club. So I see you on Newsmax periodically, and you're going to be on again tomorrow night at 645. What's the purpose of your visit with the Newsmax folks? I believe it's going to be a panel discussion talking about how our children are literally under attack from this transgender ideology. Um, It's a bad situation, and I'm not disparaging these children in any way, shape, or form, but we now have a culture that is being pushed in our schools that you have to be part of the LGBT community or there's something wrong with you and you're not a good person. Yeah, you have to be an overt supporter. You can't just stay quiet. If you're silent, then you're violent. 
I think that, too, is trending in the right direction, although it has to trend in our direction a lot more to get control of this. We've had an instance right there in your own backyard in Hilliard with the I'm Safe badges. But we now have a woman who was involved with the Washington University Transgender Center in St. Louis is coming out and writing about how evil and awful transing kids is. She's definitely someone with a left-leaning political ideology, but she's speaking very clearly about how damaging this transgender ideology is to our kids. That's exactly what's happening, which is why we need to pass laws such as the SAFE Act bill here in Ohio to prevent doctors from giving children these puberty blockers and performing the surgery. They're mutilating these children's bodies. And how ironic is it there's a law on the books in Ohio that for the Somali community and other um, cultures that perform female circumcision, it is illegal in the state of Ohio to circumcise a little girl. But yet they're willing to allow uh, young girls to remove their breasts, remove boys to remove their penises, and they do not tell them what the lifelong effects are. And they keep throwing out this false data of suicide rates are really high amongst trans kids. Well, yeah, after they complete the transition or they start the transition, suicide rates are 19 times higher amongst trans people. And we're seeing more and more um, people who've gone through that detransitioning. Uh, we have Chloe Cole is a perfect example, an 18-year-old girl who at the age of 15 had a double mastectomy and then two years later realized, no, this isn't what it's about. I'm not this. And she's being treated horrifically, but she's still standing up and fighting. And we need more people like this doctor, like Chloe and others, Scott Nugent, a trans man who is fighting for this very same issue to stop doing this to our children. Yeah, this woman in St. Louis, her name is Jamie Reed, and she says that uh, what is happening with kids is morally and medically appalling. She said, I left the clinic in November of last year. I could no longer participate in what was happening. By the time I, I departed, I was certain the way the American medical system is treating these patients is the opposite of our promise to do no harm. Instead, we are permanently harming the vulnerable patients in our care. So uh, that's the reason for your panel discussion tomorrow night on Newsmax, 6.45 p.m. Anything else that's going on with parents' rights in education besides this school board forum that you have coming up next Saturday? It's going to be held at the Bethany Lutheran Church at 1000 No Bixby Road. Correct. It's from 1 to 4. Um, it's free to anybody. You don't have to sign up. Just show up. Um, as far as parents' rights in education, follow us on Facebook. We are mobilizing, we are educating, we're encouraging everybody, please, please, please go to your school board meetings, meetings demand accountability. Um, matter of fact, Hilliard, we have our first school board meeting next week after filing our lawsuit, so that's going to be interesting. Um, we just have to keep fighting. It's not going to change overnight. This is what people really need to understand. This didn't happen overnight. It's not going to change overnight. But there are many, many things that we can accomplish, and one of the things is passing laws at the state level, which Senator Andrew Brenner is working on, and educate yourself on what's happening. Don't be afraid. Yeah, I certainly applaud you on uh, the lawsuit against those I'm Safe badges. You're doing great work in Hilliard and throughout the state of Ohio. I appreciate you coming on the show, and good luck with the candidate forum for school board next Saturday at Bethany Lutheran Church, 1 p.m. Thanks for coming on, Lisa. Thank you for having me. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.